Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud of Compass Podcast. This is your host, Lori Smith. I am so excited to bring my colleague on today. Her name is Lindsay Gerard. She is a nurse practitioner in Michigan with pediatrics, and she has got something that I've been wanting to get on my podcast a while. Um, she has started a therapy ranch with equine assisted therapy. We're going to talk more about what that is and what it means and why it could be helpful. It started in 2020, 2019, post COVID. And she's going to tell us a little bit about it. And um, again, what the benefits are, but I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So therapy ranch, start there. What does that mean? Therapy ranch. Well, I decided that I wanted to intertwine my knowledge of pediatrics with all the horse knowledge that I had in the back and make a difference in mental health with um, providing a different and unique style of psychotherapy. So Therapy Ranch provides equine-assisted psychotherapy. Oh, equine-assisted psychotherapy. Okay, thank you. So it includes a client or more, one or more clients, a mental health therapist who okay. is specialized. In you have one already? Work. Yes. She's on board? Okay. And uh, equine specialist. Um, okay. And horses, of course. Tell me how long you've been uh, working around horses. We first got horses in my family when I was six years old. So, Fun fact, Lindsay and I grew up in the same town, so yes. we are from the same rural town. So six years old, and you, when you first met horses, what happened in your life? What happened in my life? Uh, we were all, my sister and I were instantly smitten, yes. We were out in the barn all day, every day. Uh, my sister is two and a half years older than me, and she, my, she had made my dad promise her that when she was nine, she would get a horse, nine or 10, I think it was nine. And she remembered that promise and held him to it. So when she reached that magical birthday, we got two um, ponies of America, which are little Appaloosas. Okay. And they got a really good deal on these horses and they tried to, they were not easy to ride. A lot of times with new horse owners, there's quite a learning curve. And yes, my horse Salty tried to buck me off every time I got on her. Oh my God. That must've been so scary as a child. I don't, I don't remember being scared at all. No, <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Uh-uh. What do my you- mom, my mom went and dusted off a bicycle helmet and cause there weren't really like helmets for biking. I mean, exactly. biking, but horseback riding or. I don't think back then there were a lot of helmet wearing precautions, but my mom did put a helmet on me. Um, we were yeah, riding without seatbelts back then. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that was probably, you know, the mid eighties and yeah, she just got back on, just kept getting back on. What did you like about horses? What You said you were smitten, but what about it was mesmerizing? Everything, everything. <laughs> I remember the smells the, you know, the, the peace, the learning how to braid their hair, mm. them, taking care of them and riding, you know, it's very freeing and awesome and relaxing. 
So, um, funny story. One of the first times I was on a horse riding was, um, up and down a mountain. And I didn't realize I was on the trip when they were going to run horses. And I didn't know what that meant. So, um, I almost fell off horses as well, but my experience with horses is not as fruitful and blossomy as yours. (laughs) It was was a terrifying experience. So tell me me for somebody like that, why equine assisted therapy, um, would be a good thing. And then we'll back up and fill in the blanks. Sounds good. Um, so equine assisted therapy is sorry, psychotherapy. Yes. Equine assisted psychotherapy. A lot of people think that we do writing and it's more of a, you know, a therapeutic writing environment, which right now it's not, it's, it's purely, um, a mental health intervention. Um, and we can also make it a mental health learning or like a equine assisted learning experience where there, there isn't, you know, psychotherapy involved, but that's a different category of um, work, but it's so different because you're outside, you're out in nature, you're not in an, uh, you know, you're not on a Zoom call yes. or you're not in a white room. Um, and a lot of people just don't, don't, um, they can't tolerate that kind of, of work when mm-hmm. their mental health. So, um, yes. and I have, you know, knowing what I know now in my life and looking back, my childhood, I know that horses are, are why, I mean, I got to where I am now in my career and my path. There's you no are way a- I could have been so, um, you know, successful with education and ah. you know, career wise with all, without all of those skills that I learned, you know, like what? Farm. Oh, like, like working really hard, like, yeah. hard, you know, working hard at whatever you do, um, and not giving up as a kid, we, my sister and I, instead, I mean, sometimes we did have jobs like regular, like McDonald's jobs and that kind of thing. But what we did a lot was we would buy younger horses. My, my dad loves an auction and he's the first one to bid on the horse that he wants. Um, we would buy younger horses and we would bring them home and train them. Show them, and we did it pretty much all on our own. We we it was trial and error and figuring it out, and then we would hang on to them for a year or two and then resell them. Okay, um, for a profit, right? And that was how we made money for our you know our college fund. I'm sure the, you know, the our parents just let us make the you know the net profit or, you know. I remember it may not have been super cost effective for our parents to feed horses all those years, but right. And I remember at that time um, in high school, I remember that you were riding and showing horses. I had no idea what that was about, but for me, I thought that was something I'm going to use quotes that rich people did. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, my mom had a horse as a child, so this was a complete for for my frame of reference as a stranger. This was a completely not accessible option for me. Right. But to your point, the training that you did, the, the bringing in this animal and building a relationship with it Mm -hmm. and taking it out to, to be Mm -hmm. proud of this, that is something every child could benefit from. And and we're not talking about showing horses, right. Only to say that like this type of relationship with a equine horse, um, is beneficial for so many reasons. 
Oh no, we've frozen. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Did you catch what I just said? You froze for a second, but just um, how beneficial the relationship with the horse is. Definitely. Definitely. And that is that is the basis a lot of a lot of equine assisted psychotherapy is that going back to that relationship building building block and basis for connection in life because it affects you know trauma survivors are their relationships are what has been so affected right yes so it's going back to that building block thank you so much for helping me put this into words going back to that building block of connection with a horse a horse isn't telling you you're wrong or that you're stupid or that you did something you weren't supposed to they they tell you with body language if they want you close or far um we worked with a group of kids last night and um right away they were responding to the the language of the horse which is not Uh in words so it's working on a different part you know your your senses in a different way Yes. Rather than all of the, 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 the language, but with yes. your whole body and your, your senses of that are so um, in tune when you're allowed to be, you know, open and free and outside. So I am going to equate this to my personal life. Um, my partner is not a horse. However, <laughs> when I met my partner, the attunement that we developed was the key component that was missing in my entire life. And so I don't know if a lot of trauma survivors know what it feels like to be in a presence that is completely safe in terms of, I don't owe you anything. I don't have to mask. I can be all of who I am and you're still going to be here. And so a lot of on my side, and we're good, we will get into how you got into the mental health because you're a pediatrician. So you've worked with children uh, coming nurse as, there. sorry, nurse it's okay. practitioner. pediatric. It's okay. Yes. When they come, when they come into my office as adults, people are blaming themselves for a lot of their sort of internal stuff. They don't know that they have nervous system dysregulation, which is part of trauma and neurodivergence, but they're having relationship issues. And unfortunately my field likes to talk a lot, including myself, but to the point that I want to get to with you is that talk just doesn't do it sometimes. Sometimes it really is a sensory and relational attunement issue. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing, the number one reason why therapy in my office or anybody else's office would ever work is if the relationship between the therapist and the client is attuned is yeah. what we call it. So you yeah. develop that relationship. So take me out of it because I have enough work on my plate. I mean, I'll always take clients, but the therapist is a, should be a background role. It does, the healing happens in relation to X, whatever the X is, whether it's a therapist or the horse or a partner or a a new hobby or your substance Mm -hmm. that you're using, it is relational transformation that needs to happen. Yes. And so when, tell me about what you see when you're working with people. Right. So we see, um, we see clients who 
charge right in and the horse is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, they give them this reaction or we see, um, you know, clients who the, the energy is really, really high and the horses are like whinnying and kicking and like running around and they're, uh-huh. and they're like, what, what's, what are they doing? And I, and we say, well, what's happening here? Yeah. Like there are, do you, do you think they might be responding to the energy that we're providing? I mean, okay. could that be, and then when we bring the energy down, we may do like a meditation, a walking meditation or, mm-hmm. um, you know, some different mindfulness exercises yes. and we look out at the horses and their heads are down, they're eating, you know, they're having peaceful, you know, peaceful, quiet energy. So it's, it's pretty remarkable that the, the clients that we have served will come back and say, um, I really know now what I'm putting out there. Oh, really? I really understand more like the energy I'm putting out and you know, how people might be receiving me. Wow. And for that insight, again, your, your background is medical minds, mental health for that insight alone. Sometimes that takes months in therapy to get to that point. And you can do it in minutes with that horse responding in a body language. And that, that is one of the remarkable things about the equine assisted psychotherapy is how fast it works. Um, we, we had a client last spring who she had a very um, customized experience with us, which we worked with her, you know, on three consecutive days for several hours each day. Okay. And she, we watched her, we watched her transition from someone who felt the world was, you know, one way. And by the end of the weekend, it, it was, it was amazing. I mean, she said that she couldn't stress the visceral shift that she felt based Mm. on experience. That was, you know, one of her quotes. And I mean, and it was pretty amazing to watch her and even just her body language and how, um, you know, how, how much she could change in those three days. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a therapist, right? right? I, I, I work with, um, the, my background with physical health, <clears throat> But I watched her transform over these three days and it, yes, it was and amazing of how much, how much office therapy has she had? I don't know, but the years, that I'm sure. she, she, the change that she had in just a few days was, you know, maybe six months worth of, you know, office therapy. I don't, I don't yes. know. And I, we are here to work with, you know, work th- with therapists um, we want to be part of the team and, yes. and, and it's not to take away anything that you're, you know, yep. you're doing in your work, but for the therapy ranches, for the client who, who's getting stuck, you know, in therapy, not progressing yep. or who can't tolerate it, can't, you know, kids have a really hard time sitting still. They do. I do. Yeah. Some that's why like I don't work Zoom with calls. kids. Yeah. 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 They don't do well in my therapy and I don't want them to, they need to be out playing and relating to animals. Like to your point. I think it's beautiful what you just described in three days. I can imagine this this um, person's bodily presence shifting from a defensive posture 
to, you know, soft and vulnerable and not afraid of the world. Mm-hmm. And that type of healing, again, the somatic, the visceral, that is particularly good for um, everybody that I work with trauma and harm reduction. But one thing, one tenet of harm reduction is that you meet the client where they're at. You don't ask any more of them. You, you meet them where they're at, and then you decide what the next steps are together. And it sounds like the horse and the client figured this out naturally. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I love- well, horses are prey animals. So they're very in tune to their surroundings. They're mm-hmm. very in tune to what might be happening around them. Um, and they may be reactive. And they're going to let you know. And they're going to let, and they're, and they're going to have a quick response. They pull you right in. And they're so big and they are dangerous. You know, they're, they're 1500 pound animals. Mm -hmm. So you, you, the human has to be in their body. They have to be in the moment because there's a, there's a big animal, you know, that they're working with. So, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like the horse, um, would it be accurate to say that horses are pretty forgiving? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if that was true or not. So I do have, you know, they do have memory, but they don't, they don't really hold a grudge. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're, if you made a mistake because you didn't know the horse would know the difference between that. And if you were kind of harming, actively harming it. Right. I, I would think so. They're, they're, we don't, we don't, we don't set up our sessions with a lot of rules. We, we let it be very client led. Awesome. You know, very much um, what, what it feels safe for the client. So mm-hmm. there aren't rules to be broken. There aren't mistakes. You know, it's a, it's all very a quick learning on what's, what feels okay. good and what feels safe for the client. So, okay. Yeah. So you're in um, the, what area is the therapy ranch? actually physically located? We are physically located in Ray, Michigan, which is uh, near Romeo, north of Detroit. Okay. And, and we so service, we service um, the Metro Detroit area. Okay. And what type of clients? Um, t- okay. So tell me about everybody's role. So when they go to therapy ranch, mm-hmm. um, they, how do they get to you? They can, you know, like, how do they contact us? Yeah. Like how do they even find you to know that you're available and what, like what, um, channels do they come through? Um, they can come through private channels. Um, we, you know, by calling us or sending an email, um, we have a website therapyranch.org. Okay. um, And we're on all the social media platforms to kind of get a picture of what a session might look like too. And if, if you, I think you said you have worked with groups. Yes. We've also worked with, um, different nonprofits. Awesome. We've uh, worked with, uh, nonprofit Mariners in, um, women from hope against trafficking. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So you've worked with human trafficking survivors. Yes. Okay. So again, the populations to work with this are endless. The, the, issue sometimes is access. So I can see this would be so helpful for foster care, um, for, um, boys and girls clubs, schools, all of those things. What age range or is it any? We don't, we, we don't try to put limits on age. I mean, we've worked with individual clients as young as two and a half. 
Oh, really? Yes. And um, our focus is more on youth rather than adults because of, you know, my specialty in pediatrics, but um, we don't try to put a limit on the age um, because the horses are very, they're very in tune with, with little ones too. It's, it's pretty amazing. So this would be um, a great team building activity for healthcare providers. Yes, it would be. We also <laughs> can we also can provide a service that's team building and equine assisted learning, which is which is kind of a, you know, the team still looks the same. It's still a therapist who's certified. Um, myself, the equine specialist, the horses, and the clients. Okay. But that's where we do group activities, and the horses really break down the the, you know, the, the literal walls of, um, you know, the barriers we put up around our teammates and wow. really get you out of your head, you know? So they, we might set up, um, do a little bit of talking, find out what the team wants to work on, you know, maybe it's communication and then go out into the pasture and, you know, build your office setting and what the cubicles look like. And, you know, and then maybe together move the horses through it and see what, how that works or how that what? works. Really? Yeah. What would that, what's, um, help me again, take us through that. What is that benefit? How would the team benefit from a horse going through their sort of office dynamics? Right. Um, well, that's a good question. Well, if you can't answer it, I'm just, I'm so, well, it, it gets the team to, you know, to work together and to have fun together. Right. Okay. So it breaks down the seriousness of the situation because equine assisted therapy and equine assisted learning, it's fun. Good. You know, we have noodles and poles and. and okay. Broke up for a second. Hang on just a minute. Fun to learning. So. Say that barrels and some poles and then the horse may come over and knock it all down you know okay. even in the midst of while they're building and maybe <laughs> and maybe they need maybe they need to work on setting boundaries so Ooh. they may set their boundary up you know physically in the pasture and work hard to keep the horse out of their boundary and yes. as a team they have to work together physically experientially work together to keep the horse out of that boundary and it's not easy uh -huh. horses are curious and interested and they want to see what's going on you know horses and humans have this connection where they they have needed each other you know from the beginning of time right yeah horses need us to be fed and to be cared for i mean at least domestic horses do uh-huh so they're very curious to what we're up to and what we might have. And is there any food involved? You know, <laughs> you got any treats for me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, so this could really teach. Um, it sounds like it could teach a team where they might want to work as a team, like down right. there, like when they leave there, what issues they might want to continue working on when they go back into the office. Right. And then just make them more, more connected on a different level, you know, being nice. outside, you know, connecting teammates will all connect with the horses in different ways. They, they may bring up their childhood experiences of their, you know, riding in the mountains on a horse <laughs> or, or the fear of being thrown off of a horse yes. you know? 
or the joy and pleasure that they have had from, you know, writing and training and showing or, you know, whatever their history might be, which really helps connect people with each other on Mm. a different, you know, on a different level that they've never connected on before. Right. Yes. So prior to us coming on to the show, I was asking you sort of what the outcomes were. And you said to me, you know, there's not a lot of studies on this. Why do you think that is? The, I think it's hard to measure. I think it's hard to measure the, because what are we measuring? You know, patient reports. Um, Are we measuring their cortisol level? Ooh. Are we measuring their blood pressure? Yes. Um, God, those would be excellent tangible things to measure. It might be. It might be. I mean, there are studies being done, but the but the mass, you know, the, the N is, is quite small in a lot of studies and it's, it's hard to be, and it's hard to reproduce them too. They're not very reproducible, right? Mm, you have true. to have the, you have to have a, the, the, the study P clients, and then you have to have the right. clients that aren't getting the equine Yeah, assisted. same type of clients, the same background, the same sort of mental health issues and all that things that get caught up in the nonsense. Yes. Like, yes. And for you, and then, there's, and then funding, <clears throat> funding to do all that work. Exactly. Which so, is also something that I, I will get to about your, um, this nonprofit that you have, but right. tell us again, what, this is a huge, first of all, this is very out of the box, particularly for a med- medical provider yes. to even consider doing. So yeah. I know that you wanted to meld your love of horses and the mental health, but like, why, what made you go into mental, you know, pivot into this mental health option? Good question. Well, I've worked in, I've worked as a nurse practitioner in school-based health for a large part of my career, at least 10, 11 years. Um, and as grant funded school-based clinics, we were always given the task of, um, <clears throat> looking at the, looking at the youth risk development and, mm. you know, the state of Michigan surveys. And what, what I found over and over again is that the huge increase of mental health concerns with um, the students that I was servicing. So, you know, very specific to youth live in Detroit um, with an increase of depression, anxiety, and suicidality. For mental health, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's medical issues too. Right, right. Asthma, uh, yeah. Right, yes. And all of the, but with mental health, there's there just seems to be a much bigger disconnect um, with, like, it's just siloed, right? Like, yep. it doesn't, it's not meld into the physical health. And in, in school-based health, I think we do a very good job of trying to, you know, working hard to integrate, you know, with a, with a care team and integrative model. Um, okay. But still it's seen as a separate entity and there's, you know, there's a lot of stigma, a lot of mistrust yes. and, and poor access. There's, yes. There's the access to mental health care is not where it needs to be. Michigan ranks very low on access. Michigan ranks very low on um, number of providers in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, working to, working to, you know, make that, that disparity go down instead of go up, but the rates are just going up. 
Yeah. You know, looking okay, back so at 20, 20, 2006, 2010, 2016. Post-COVID. Oh, yeah. I mean, those numbers aren't out, are they? Or, no, they're not. But I'm, it's just going to jump exponentially. But we know it hasn't gone down. <laughs> exactly. And you're this right. Isn't new, this isn't a new issue. It's It's... It's getting... I don't know. I don't like saying the word stigma, right? I, it just, it has a negative connotation to me, but it's getting talked about, right? Mental well, health in general. Absolutely. It is stigmatizing and children don't have a lot of outlets unless the parents are aware enough and, and wealthy have, enough. Exactly. And, and wealthy have the ability. Yes. yes. And so what happens is trickling down, the lack of resources gets bigger and bigger, the lower the social economic class. Yes. But those yeah. children still grow up to be adults. Yes. Who don't have skills. And that burns my butt every time. It's yes. not the fault of the parent. We as a culture are not supporting yes. these children. So it's a public health, it's a public health issue that yes. we all need to be concerned about. And that, you know, that's why I went into to nursing. That's why I wanted to be a nurse in yes. Metro Detroit is to, 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 you know, help public health issues, not. Yeah. You know. And here is what I find, like I spent five years living with native Alaskans. So I really got a good relationship with the land and, you know, environment and all of that stuff, but the indigenous knowledge around animals and land is so much different than, than, you know, um, colonialism and all of that stuff. It's not that hard when you, when you truly take somebody and put them in nature in a natural environment with the trees and the ground, the soil, the animals, it is so, it, it is instinctual that our nervous system starts to regulate to that. And the children growing up in a, in a, um, even suburban, but urban area mm -hmm. don't have access to things like grass and trees sometimes. Or, or horses. I mean, exactly. Who has oh, hang on just a second. We are technical. Okay. Say that again. Horses. Yes. We, we worked with a group of youth last night and some of them have never seen a horse in real life. Ever. Oh my God. They're going to remember that forever. And it's just like, just, just access alone yes. to like what you just said, nature yep, and horses yeah, can, can change the trajectory of, of, of a kiddo's life. Right. Absolutely. And I know, and I know for me totally did, you know, like, yes, I agree. Totally. I agree. And I, as a grown ass woman, excuse my language, if I don't have it, I don't get in nature on a regular basis, yeah. I will start spinning into my ADHD type behaviors, my yeah. post CPTSD irritability yeah. and rage. Yes. So, so again, and I, I feel the same way about myself. I know that yes. if I haven't been out because I live in, I live in an urban, you know, I, I, I still live here in Metro Detroit and I, my family's here, my kids, and they, they're all very happy little city dwellers, but I know yes. that if I don't, get out with my horses yes. several times a week, I can feel myself getting dysregulated. It, yeah, and and it's, it's really, the more I study this work and the more I do the work, the more I'm like, this is why this is so healing for me. Yes. It really, I mean, being in nature and it, and it boils back down to rhythm, right? 
Yes. We're born with the rhythm of the womb and the heartbeat um, and all that healing of, of, of drumming and, and, and rhythm that we, we get from walking and being in nature, hearing yep. the birds, all, using all of our senses. And it's so funny that, to me. That, we're we're going to get through this. It's, oh, sorry. Say that again. The experience of Therapy Ranch is more than just being near horses. It's also being outside and getting rhythm with nature. Um, we sometimes, you know, we'll add a meditation to really open up to the other senses where you can, you know, be quiet and hear the birds, you know, hear the, you know, smell, smell the horse poo, you know, yes. really take it all in because there's, you really using all of your senses is, is so much more powerful than just talking. Right. Absolutely. And maybe, and maybe talking maybe talking gives a different answer than what the, you know, the body language and the activity does. So. Yeah. Talking is the first way to, to misunderstand somebody. Is it? I mean, it's a good tool, but it doesn't capture the whole experience. No. Yeah. And yeah. I, for one, am so elated that there are experiential therapies like this. In fact, it, it's reminded me actually of the work being done in psychedelics Yes. And how that is the same type of experience where it, it shifts your relationship with the world in a very yes. short amount of time. Yes. Fascinating. And here you are. And it works quick and, a, and a, people don't want to do it again. So it's non-habit forming, right? Right. Exactly. So what, um, what always cracks me up about these types of therapies is that like, even with walking now they're, they're noticing that if you take a walk, it can mimic EMDR type therapy, which for those that don't know, um, eye movement, uh, rapid desensitization, I said it wrong, but yes. it's a very technical <laughs> therapy that you have to learn as a practitioner. Guess where all these therapies came from, guys? Um, we created them because the stuff in the environment was already available. So let's yeah. get back to basics. Let's go out yes. to nature. Let's start walking. Let's relate with our animals. Right. And you can even have some of these experiences and I don't want to minimize your work because it's very valuable, but you can have animals at home and have yes. some of these same types of experiences. Animals are very taking your dog for a walk. Yes. Every single day. Yes. Very adaptable, but very needed in our regulation. Right. And we have to feel safe enough to go outside and take our dog for a walk. Too. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. another barrier, you know, yep. for some insurance. So, all right. Awesome. So you've got this thing, your um, 2019 COVID hit kind of, I'm sure backtracked your plans as it did with many. Yes. What does therapy ranch, where are you at now? Are you accepting clients? Yes, we are. We're accepting um, individual clients, family okay. clients, and we schedule those typically on a Friday or a Sunday. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's even more accessible. Yes, we are. Um, also accepting, um, we work with different nonprofits, Wonderful, you know, that bring groups that they already have, like, you know, ex their existing groups of youth or existing groups okay. of, you know, survivors that come out in a consistent basis to do group therapy. <clears throat> yeah. 
and we are holding a we we won a little mini grant from the from United Way of Southeastern Michigan. Awesome. And we are hosting a volunteer event next Sunday, April 30th. Okay. From 11 to 2. 11 to 2. Uh-huh. And if you want to help us out and come out to the farm and kind of see what we're doing, maybe do a little bit of work, have a little bit of fun. We're going to so, host an event next weekend. So the volunteer event is to <clears throat> gather volunteers or? It's to do, it's actually to build a rhythm walk. Oh, what is a rhythm walk? So the rhythm walk will be, we're going to do some improvements to the farm, but kind of design strategically some differently placed stops along the walk um, to provide rhythm to our clients. So um, walking is a very good way to, you know, create your own rhythm and, and, and regulation, right? Okay. So along the walk, there will be horses, of course, all along the walk. And um, we'll have a stop that has an art installation. Okay. Um, one of our therapists, Carrie Ann Spenzhana, she's also an art therapist. Nice. She is going to um, work with a group of people to install a, a mural on the side of one of the barns. Oh, awesome. And then um, add, like, this mural will be like a working mural. Well, clients can stop and add to it pieces. Oh, that's beautiful. Um. And then we will have a stop with um, a swing. Oh. And then we're also going to make um, some, I, I call them shakers. I don't know what the musical term is, but rhythm makers where we'll have little handheld jars that are, um, will fill with different items. Noise, so, diff so make different noises. Make sand or beads or, you know. Nice. And kind of make, you know, uh, so, so someone who starts the rhythm path, they can, you know, start with their own music and set cool. their own rhythm. And then we're also going to put in a new gate to, to help finish the circle of our, our path. Nice. And we're, okay, there we go. So you're going to put in a gate and then. We're going to lay down some stone in front of the, um the walkways, you know, to help with mud. Nice. And um, have a little lunch. And then we also are going to um, do uh, some yoga at one o'clock. Oh my God. With free okay. yoga. So you're calling this a volunteer event. I think you're underestimating yourself. Like I really, <laughs> I really think this is an experiential learning experience where people can take gifts and go back to their home and use them at home. Yes. Yes. In terms of like, you know, understanding why rhythm is important and why you'd want to meeting the horses so that you can get actually free equine assisted learning, learning. <laughs> and you can consider being a volunteer. Yes. And a little yoga. I mean, which again is another mindfulness practice, right? Yes. That we can, we can do as a healthy coping mechanism and why not bring it outside? Why not do it with horses? Yes. You know, oh, and so find that, you know, it, we've done it out there with the horses and it, it takes yoga and just magnifies it a thousand percent. Right. I'm the only outside, thing I have to, yes. The only thing I have around us, we get the rhythm of the munching of the teeth, you know, oh, they're eating, they're, they're always eating. So we get that rhythm and 
it's, it's pretty cool. It's very, very fun. If you have ever considered goat yoga or cat yoga, horse assisted yoga is next level. <laughs> right. Another very unique opportunity. This is amazing. This is 430 yes. Sunday, yes. 11 to 2, and yeah. you can decide if you want to be a volunteer or not. Yes. You can visit um, our link tree. Okay. Link tree um, at Therapy Ranch. I'm going to, if you can send it to me, I'm going to put it in the notes. Yes. Um, or sign up in, you know, on Instagram and in our bio, the links in our bio or, um, yeah. Or send us awesome. an email at info at Therapy Ranch. Yeah. And anybody that wants your services can send you an email too, but I want to ask, didn't you tell me sometimes you take the horses to places? Yes, we have done, yes, school visits. No um, way. Tell me what that's like. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so we have a portable round pen where we can pack up two horses in the pen and arrive at a location and spend oh a couple hours. Um, I mean, in we could provide services that way. Yeah. Um, but we, what we have done is kind of just a, a meet and greet with the horses, kind of a demo meet and greet where the kids get to interact with the horses and. Oh my God. Can you go to every school in Michigan? <laughs> We've gone to a few schools, but we're open to going to more. And therapy and juvenile homes and yes, all of these yes. prisons and everywhere. Yes. Well, and you hope, you know, I mean, a meet and greet is great, but I would, you know, but, you know, at, like any therapeutic intervention, you want to have consistency and, uh, you know, yes. goals and objectives and so you can have some outcomes. Oh my God. Awesome. But, but um, even just, you know, getting to see, cause some children have never seen a horse in person before and it's, it can really, it can really, like even said, that few minutes can have an impact. So life changing. Mm -hmm. life-changing they just need to be exposed it's hmm. yeah um okay so you oh so you've got this um volunteer event 4 30 yes. you've got a a mental health therapist who is well-versed in equine psychotherapy so they are there sort of as the background therapy but the horse and the person are the main thing then you have um you and a can't remember what the other person was called. I'm also the equine specialist. Okay. That and what's that role? That role is to really to, to do our best to keep things, the horses safe and the people safe. Okay. You know, horses are big animals. They, they, you know, it, it can be a dangerous interaction. Um, people do get stepped on. The horses could kick or bite, which yeah. is all, you know, can be part of the learning. Um, but we try our best to keep the, um, keep everyone happy and consenting, including the horses. Awesome. So again, just the, the therapist and the, um, equine assistant, they're the background. The main event is the clients and the horse interacting, right? Yes. And that, oh God, I just, I could talk about this all day. It's so exciting to me. And I, <laughs> The only reason I'm not over there more is because it's a little bit of a distance for me right. to hike over there. Right. Otherwise I would forego a lot of my work and go into your nonprofit and 
get lost in a rabbit hole because it's fascinating. Um, Our long-term goal is to open a location even in Metro Detroit, in, in the city of Detroit. So, Oh my God, that would be amazing in an old factory. In what? Like some kind of old factory building or warehouse? Outside. I mean, we have lots of, lots of vacant land in Detroit. Oh, I, I will connect you with people, but anyway, um, well, the side (laughs) note. So talk to me about where this is at in terms of fundraising and it is a nonprofit. So how do you keep it funded? We, so we, we look at the three prong approach, right. To nonprofit work where we have individual clients, private clients, and we do charge for our services. Um, the rate that we're charging right now is about $200 for one 50 minute session. Which is by the way, on par with many therapists. Yes. Just so we know. And as we know, horses are expensive. Like horses do cost a lot to feed. So we also work with fundraising and we're, we're doing a big fundraising event for the month of May. Um, We're part of a national mental health awareness campaign called seen through horses. Okay. Seen through horses. Seen through horses. It's, um, it's in partnership with horses for mental health and it's a national mental health. I got to write these things down. Horses for mental health. I've never even heard of these things. Horses for mental Mental health. health. Okay. And it is to help us raise money for our scholarship fund to provide reduced costs and okay. um, low cost mental health for our youth scholarship fund. Okay. So we can provide these services at a very low cost. Awesome. So let me just, the three pronged approach is private pay. Fundraising. Fundraising. And, and, and then grants. Grants. Grant okay. That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. The um, private pay, just to clarify that um, $200 a session is awesome, but it typically probably isn't covered by insurance. Correct. We are not, we're not billing insurance at this time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it is private pay. And again, to your point, this is why you fundraise to do scholarships so that these services can be paid for, because this is, you have a therapist on duty and it's, this is her job. So you're paying somebody's income to be able to, uh, and for the upkeep of the horses. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay, so scholarships. So what is the fundraising in mental in May for the Mental Health Awareness Month? It's a um, peer-to-peer fundraising platform through um, Classy. So we're um, building a team of ambassadors who are sharing on social media their their story, you know? And so it's a, it's a, it's a team building ambassadors who are fundraising and also spreading the word. Okay. So awesome. the, the, the social media sharing and um, the stories are at a national level. Okay. They're, they're um, we have like some really like national level, um, what's the word sponsorships with Zoetis, which is a, um, anyway, just really high level marketing and, um, national level campaigns. So it's pretty exciting to be a part of that. In the equine psychotherapy realm. 
Yes. Is that the sponsors? Okay. So just to, again, I want to back up a minute. This is something that is happening around the country. Um, Equine assisted psychotherapy is a thing. You can be certified in it and I won't get into that, but because of these networks, they are able then to a help support your work, but you working in them, get a broader um, exposure, so to speak. Definitely. Awesome. So I'm sorry, go ahead. No. Can I be an ambassador? I've never been on your horses. Oh, of course you could be an ambassador. If you have, if you have feelings about, you know, spreading mental health awareness and aren't afraid to do a little bit of fundraising, you can easily join our team. When you say fundraising, now I am envisioning that you're going to send me information and I'm going to refer them to a link and they pay you. Right. Well, well, right. I mean, they donate to your link, not mine. No. So the, um, so therapy ranch has a team. Okay. And, and in that team are different ambassadors okay. for fundraising for therapy ranch. Right. But when they like, when so it gets down to the- yeah, so the, there's an overall therapy ranch has an overall fundraising goal of $5,000. And then each ambassador will then raise what they're comfortable raising okay. um, to reach that overall goal. But yeah, the money will go directly to Horses for Mental Health, Okay. who will then distribute the funds back to Therapy Ranch. So you're fundraising in a national level. Um, oh, we just got stuck again. I'm so sorry. It's a national com- campaign. Okay. Awesome. So this is exciting. Yeah. Sign me up. I want to be an ambassador. Plus it's a good way to raise exposure of equine assisted psychotherapy and how it can benefit, right? Like you've got all those tools that they've, the, the horses for mental health are going to, you know, click here and you can learn more about it kind of thing. Definitely. Yep. And they're, um, you know, they have Randy Travis as one of the spokespersons. Um, bless his heart. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, social media influencers, um, cool. people who are professional horse people, horsemen. Ah. You know. Okay. So it's, um, it's really impressive. Cool. Well, I'm excited. I will put, I will put the links in for the link tree, the therapy ranch. And, um, maybe if you have a link or two about equine assisted therapy and horses for mental health. Yes. Are those in your link tree? Um, if not, that's okay. Just yes, they will be. They sure are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's important when somebody is like, like as a provider, I want to know more about the the method, you know, the method, but even as a stranger, like what is this stuff about? Because I know you've shared videos with me and it, they've been really helpful in educating me. Yes. Pictures tell a lot of, a lot about how the work that we do. So, yes. Okay. So, um, what do you want the audience to know about therapy ranch? That we're here, we're available, accessible, and, um, we are non-judgmental and trauma informed. Um, we are happy to, um, provide services in a cost-effective and accessible way. And you're part of the mental health revolution. Yes, we are. 
apparently. You are changing the way mental health is delivered. <laughs> and I love it. Thank you for doing it. And why not? Why yeah. Not? Well, the, my, my field is not serving a lot of people. It, it, even the people it serves, unfortunately, sometimes we harm people with our methods. And so we really, it's time to get out of the one size fits all box. It's time right. to go back to basics like nature and somatic sensory type healing and get and back into our bodies. And there's so much, you know, we do a lot of siloing and one-on-one as a culture. I don't know if it's the United States culture or how we individualize, you know, we all want to be number one and a leader, right? In this, mm-hmm. in this culture, in this world, but really the healing takes place in the community. Don't you think? Amen, sister. You know, like, yes, as a community, we need to heal. We need to get together and help each other. And we're, I mean, we're human, we're connected, we're social beings. We're not, we're not designed to be in a room by ourselves. Like, right. We are wired. We're not designed to live in a boxed house with boxed rooms, with boxed social media and going to like one size fits all boxes, not a single one of us fits in that box and we're all trying. Right. Right. And the indigenous population knows this all too well. (laughs) And, and drumming, I would love to connect and do drumming with the, you know, as a, as a, you know, a, a a healing cultural event. Yes. Um, And, um, sound, uh, there's sound baths now that people can do which this plays into. So any sound bath practitioners, aromatherapy, mm-hmm. um, drumming, uh, yoga, mm-hmm. um, Tai Chi. Right. So all of those things would be good to work with this. So I am putting this out there to, you know, to therapists, to individuals, to, um, mm-hmm. people who have a talent. I know some art therapists. I know you already have one, but right. these are all things that you could partner with to improve yeah. client service, client del- Services delivered to clients Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as well as, and, and, and to providers, right? I mean, exactly. We need to take care of ourselves to each other. Yes. Oh my God. I should organize some social workers to go out there and. Yes. I would love to have you come out. That would be amazing. Oh my God. And it's possibilities are endless. When you were talking about how, when you're working with a team, and the kind of the gloves come off, the masks come off. Mm-hmm. This would be a great form of family therapy. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, I could talk all day, but I won't. I'll save our listeners. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I am really nice. So glad you came on, please. I want to have you back so many times. Anytime you have a, a need for therapy ranch, um, you know, reach out to me and we'll do a podcast episode on you. Or if you said, Hey, I had, you know, a really good session with this group. I want to talk all about it. Um, just whatever, whatever you, however you can use our services, let me know, because I am so excited to see somebody out there doing this. And, you know, we talk a lot about you and I, again, we grew up in the same town school. We both worked really hard to get to where we're at. And when we, when we think of switching gears, it's very scary, but some of us aren't being served. Say it again. I'm sorry. I Yeah, no. Um, it's very scary to switch gears. It's very scary to launch a nonprofit. It's very yes. scary to think about balancing two different 
I mean, you have kids, I don't, but you've got, you know, your, your workplace Mm -hmm. and then your nonprofit. And if you don't have a passion for the side hustle you got going on, right. It ain't going to get done. And this, we need more people to be more passionate and go follow their passion instead of not that I would disqualify my schooling that did not teach me what I needed to know about my job. Right. Right. And so, um, we are well, changing in, 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 in making these transitions, isn't quitting a job. I didn't, I'm not quitting right. being, I'll always be a nurse practitioner. Right. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I will always be a care provider. Yes. It's just, it's just another tool in my toolbox that I'm got, I'm filling it up more and more and more. And why not, why not, you know, do something that's so fulfilling and so powerful. And so, you know, potentially effective. Expanding the way that you deliver services. Exactly. That is, there's, that's exciting. It is. It's very exciting. (laughs) Right. We're talking colleague to colleague. Okay. Yes. Well, and doing something that's outside the box, right? I mean, literally outside the box, but super unique. I mean, I've never been a person that falls into line. My parents were entrepreneurs. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just have always been a, a person who asks too many questions and <laughs> me too. maybe not accepted all the answers that I was given. So yeah, and we've always been, well, I don't know if I'm speaking personally, but I've been at a thorn in people's side my entire life, right? Like I'm the, always the one raising the red flag and well, what about this? And how about this? And listen, okay, fine. If you're like, it's. Then do it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> fine. Just don't get in my way. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so good. Good, good, good. Well, we will talk further and I want to. Um, yeah, we can talk again time. soon. This is really nice. Yeah. I am so glad you came on. So I'm going to share you with my audience, share me with your audience and I'll go from there and you'll be back on. I want to remind everybody, this is Lindsay Gerard, nurse practitioner slash course specialist. No, no, no. Like I want to capture your passion. Okay. (laughs) What would we call your hat in your passion for horses? I don't know. Okay. She loves horses. And so she wants to change mental health care and I am glad she's on our team. So I'll see you next time. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, Lori. Thank you All so right, much. All right. Bye-bye.